uh, end up taking his back and choking him out. And I was just like, wow, I can't believe that all happened. And all that drilling paid off. That's when drilling became. Download the All-Star app. Make your picks for UFC fights, challenge your friends, level up and win prizes. Link in description. Get it now. Yeah, whoever created that, they should kill that person. I don't know. I don't like that, that whole concept. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, April 22nd, man, Las Vegas. You go to the Apex. You and no. Ricky Glenn throw Kim, down. Oh, yeah, oh, you mean la- last one. Yeah, last one. Yeah. yeah, the last one. The last one. You know, I want to uh, start there. You know what I mean? Because we got to, you know, build it up, right? Build up yeah, the next yeah, one. Yeah, so we yeah, build yeah, up the yeah, next no, one with the last bad, one. Yeah. And then, you know, that left hook, man, that shit, that was really, really nasty. You know, you talked about it after the fight about how you guys were drilling it and your coaches was telling you the left hook, the left hook. How many times has that happened to you in a fight where you're drilling something in camp and that exact thing comes out during the fight and you get the finish or you get the win? I mean, maybe a couple times, but the one that I specifically remember most, it happened to my first win in the UFC. Uh, I was fighting a guy who wasn't um, who wasn't that experienced on the ground as a striker, and I knew I could crush him on the ground. So I was, that's when I first started training with Jiva Santana, and he was uh, making me drill, you know, take down, take down, take down, and then, um, you know, once I get to the mount, how to pin, take the back, and choke, and just drilling that, you know, pin the arm, you know, take the back, choke. It got to the point where I was like, I don't want to go to practice. I don't want to do this. Thing, you know what I mean? But, ex- dude, I'm no joke. I go in. It was another flawless victory. I go, land a punch, take him down, get mount, uh, end up taking his back and choking him out. And I was just like, wow, I can't believe that all happened. And all that drilling paid off. That's when drilling became something I got to do a lot more of. You know what I mean? That's when I believed in it. <laughs> but, yeah, you know, it's, it's great when it, when, it, when, it, when, it, when it turns out good after you drill it a lot in practice. Definitely, man. It turned out really, really well for you against Ricky Glenn. And then they gave you the performance bonus. You didn't know during the, the post-fight interview, but they told you after. Like, it, it doesn't come at a better time, right, for you. Because I, no. I remember you talking about your honeymoon and everything. I mean, those things cost a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. Well, thankfully, I uh, this fight kind of interrupt, interrupted the honeymoon. So I had oh. to push it. So I'm going about five. I'm flying out five days after my fight. Five or six days after my fight. So I had to move a little bit. So I get to get another one before the honeymoon, get a little bit more money. Hopefully another performance bonus, and then I'll be really having fun, you know? Yeah, we might see you on a yacht or something, right? I think you said you were going to go to Greece. The sky's the limit. You never know. You know what I mean? All depends how this fight goes. Definitely, definitely. Well, you know, that that fight, man, um, you know, you're coming off back-to-back losses. I think the second time in your career where you had back-to-back losses, you've never lost three in a row. No. And you go in there and get the job done, man. Your job could have been on the line. You know, I think you talked about it as well. You know, was your mind kind of playing tricks on you a little bit, like mentally heading into the fight because there's so much on you, so much pressure? Or do you – how do you block that out if you don't? Um, you definitely think about it a lot. It's definitely been in your mind the whole time. Like, uh, like but, you know, it, it kind of does something to me where it like makes me buckle down and get as serious as I can get, train as hard as I can. Um, at, because it, the last time it happened to me, when I lost two in a row, the fight after that, Dana White was there, and I had another huge knockout. You know, So both times I lost two in a row, my back was against the wall a little bit. Uh, I come out with some huge knockouts. So I don't know if that just like makes me get super serious and dialed in. But um, basically, 
during my last camp, I'm trying to do, I'm just trying to replicate everything that went on that camp. Just stay super focused, grind and try to win practices and try to come out on top and try to win rounds. Don't just try to survive practice and, um, and hopefully every fight can be like that, you know? So, but yeah, my, my back definitely feels against the wall and it, it does add a little different kind of pressure, but, um, I, I always figure out how to deal with it. Yeah, you definitely do, man. And, you know, you've been very open about how, you know, your transition to Kill, Kill Cliff FC and uh, how it took you some time to get, you know, in the, into the motion of things and, you know, competing in practice and stuff like that. And this was your first win with the coaching staff, with the yeah. team. Man, it must have been, it must have been crazy to feel that, you know, like oh. that first victory because, you know, you made the whole move from the West Coast to the East Coast. You know, there's a lot of things behind definitely, the scenes that went on. Definitely, definitely. Uh, moving out was definitely a big challenge. It was harder than I expected. I'm usually just go with the flow kind of guy, and I can adapt pretty easily. But just being away from everybody, not having any connections, it was definitely some getting used to. And then, you know, going to the gym and just uh, – just everything being new, you know what I mean? And then coming off two back-to-back -back losses, it's like, they're probably like, who is this guy, bro? I thought he was good, you know? So coming out on top with the huge win definitely uh, changes things and definitely uh, makes me feel good and uh, got got me hyped up for, you know, what's next. Talking about, you know, what's next, you know, you go from a longtime vet to a young prospect and Daniel Zellhuber. What do you think about him and in, in, in the stylistic matchup? Um, I think he's a good striker. I think he has a, you know, there's a lot of hype around him and 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 whatnot. But uh, I I think he's young and young and inexperienced. And, and um, you know, we'll see how he does with some deep waters, because uh, I I want to see how he does when the guy comes after him a little bit. You know, like because obviously that's what I'm gonna be doing. I'm gonna bring him the fight. And um, you know, I haven't got to see too much as anybody bringing him the fight a little bit. So um, you know, he he had a pretty decent good fight with Lando. Good fight. I mean, he lost against Trey, and uh, I feel like he's good, but he still like has a lot of holes in his game. And like I said, he's young, and I feel like I've matured and I've made those mistakes. You know, I was in the UFC when I was 24 years old, and I've had to you know learn the hard way and find out the hard way. And I feel like I fixed a lot of those mistakes, and I feel like I'm just gonna be the more mature fighter in there, and um, I'll be making the more like the right decisions. So you're you're planning on giving him the uh, the veteran beatdown? You know, be like. That's, that's what this matchup is, right? It's like vet versus prospect. Like, can pretty you much, hang? Yeah, can you yeah, hang yeah. with the guys that are coming up, the younger generation, versus can he hang with the vets that are already established, right? That's what this matchup uh, is. Exactly. I mean, I'm in my prime. You know what I mean? I'm not that – I'm a vet, but I'm, I've been doing this a long time. I'm still young. I still got a lot of juice in me. So, you know, I know he's going to bring the fight and uh, Mexican Independence Day, but, uh, you know, I'm the Spartan. I, I go on enemy territory all the time, <laughs> and, I, and I prevail. You know, I always do well, so I'm ready. Zell Hooper, man, so he's six foot one, seventy-seven inch reach. Have you fought anybody that long and tall before? No, nah, I don't think that tall. But I, I mean, Ricky Glenn was what six foot, so it wasn't too much. I don't know what his his reach was, but I think Zell Hooper is definitely gonna be the longest uh, reach uh, that I fought. But uh, I've been working a lot with Mickey Gall. He's pretty tall, mm -hmm. you know, pretty long, you know. So just been working on getting the inside, and you know, when you take him down, height don't mean nothing. <laughs> yeah. You're right, man. You're right. You know, man. When you take so, them down, it doesn't mean anything, you know. Um, we'll see how his especially with the skills that you have. <laughs> especially really with the skills to, that you have. Yeah, I'm, I'm really curious to see how his ground hell holds up because I haven't got to see too much of him on the ground. Um, I might have to look at some footage and try to go dig, you know, dive in a little bit. But, you know, we'll test his ground and we'll see how good he is there, you know. Yeah, and, you know, uh, another thing that's important, too, is, like, you get a matchup, right? And then you go into camp and then you have to figure out, okay, a game plan. 
and uh, and uh, and then start executing like you know techniques and combinations and whatnot, right, to prepare for that opponent. You know, how have you progressed through this camp? You know, have have you seen a difference between the start to now? Of course, you've seen a difference, but like, yeah. what kind of differences have you seen? Um, you know, this camp kind of went a lot like the last camp. You know, just uh, going out there and uh, pretty much the same game plan that I had as Ricky Glenn. Um, nothing different. I just want to go out there, you know, make him feel my strikes. Let him know I'm here to fight, and um, you know, use my wrestling if if I feel like he's getting, you know, if I feel like I'm in any danger at all, or if I feel feel like there's a great opportunity, I'll take it to the ground, beat him up there a little bit, try to catch a submission, definitely try to finish him. And um, so this camp, I've just been doing that, you know, definitely working on um, perfecting my game, finding my right shots, taking people down, um, working my cardio, because I, you know, I'm, I'm expecting a war, so. Um, yes, but, uh, you know, from the start of camp till now, I've seen a huge, uh, huge difference just on my feints and, and getting in the inside and moving my feet well. So yeah, it's been going good. Yeah. And you know, your team Kil Kilcliffe, it's a massive team and, you know, outside of Mickey Gall, who else has been very vital for you? Um, Mickey, this kid Landon, he's pretty tall. He fights for LFA. Then, uh, my roommate actually, uh, Antonio Caruso, he fought for one championship. Uh, he, yeah. I think he's like just under six foot, about six foot. Another taller guy I was going with, a lot of good jiu-jitsu. So uh, uh, I've been working with him mainly, just doing a lot of rounds with him, but uh, moving with Mickey Gall on the, on the feet. And um, and then this kid landing. And then uh, obviously I'm mixing around with other people, but mm -hmm. I, I was just trying to stick with the more the, the, the taller guys more than anything. There's this kid James at the gym too. Um, but uh, everyone's really good and tough. So yeah, just been getting a lot of good looks. Yeah, shout out to uh, Antonio Caruso, man. I've known him for a little bit. Oh, and, no you know, way. Followed okay, him okay. through his journey from you know coming up in Australia fighting for one championship. I think oh, he's signed with awesome. PFL now, right? He he did he did the challenger series with PFL. Okay. He lost that fight, but now he's about to fight for a title for uh, I think Solid as Rock in Alaska. Okay. Um, so he's a uh, he's gonna get back in the win column and see where yeah. where, where he goes from there. But he's been yeah. helping a lot this camp. When you talk to him, his his accent is different from other Australians. Have you noticed that? Uh, oh yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Yeah, definitely. He's just. I, he mumbles a lot too when he talks, so he's hard to he's hard to understand sometimes. It's like you talk to Martin; he's from Sydney, and I believe uh, Antonio's from like Adelaide or Adelaide, some, yeah. somewhere. Yeah, Adelaide, right? He, he'll probably tell you that he's from Adelaide, but like you know, it's different. Way different. They call them wogs, just the Italian uh, Australian. They're just they're yeah. different than the other Australians. Yeah. Apparently, that's what yeah. they that's what they say. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool, man. Shout out to him. And, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. what do you think is going to happen in this fight, man? I think that, you know, when you look at styles, you're you're more well-rounded. You know, let's just be you know open about it. And uh, it almost seems like you've created your striking into something that you could use. But then you have your ground game in your back pocket. So you could mix it up anytime you really want to against a prospect like him. Exactly. What do you see in this fight? I, that's what I pretty much I see. Uh, I see me coming out there trying to land some big shots early. Um, see how he deals with some pressure. You know, if he starts giving me a lot of pushback, you know, starts banging with me, then I'm going to, you know, maybe take him down and let him see how he fights down there. But get him a little tired, um, you know, make him use his strength. I feel like I'm going to be the stronger guy. And um, so I feel like um, I'm going to make him work for everything, you know, and just if I, if I see the finish, take it because I want to go in there and finish him. You know, I want to make a statement against a young prospect. But, um, you know, I know he's tough, and I know he has something to prove on Mexican Independence Day, and Mexicans don't go out easy. So, yeah. you know, I want to go for the finish, but I feel like it's going to be somewhat of a war, and um, just I feel like you're going to see my skills just be a bit more mature than his. Yeah, you know, the Mexican crowd, they love wars, and that crowd is going to be 
predominantly Mexican, man. How you, yeah. That's going to be cool, too, right? To be able to walk in and just have, like, people going crazy. I love it. I love it. Uh, I, I'm actually thinking about – I'm still on the fence. They haven't asked me my walkout song yet, but I've been wanting to walk out to Hulk Hogan's uh, – Walkout song, uh, I am a real American. But then I like, I don't want to do that Mexican Independence Day, you know what I mean? So I'm like, fuck, uh, I'm gonna have to hold off to the next one then, you know. So yeah, man, it's gonna be it's a it's gonna be a, a, a crazy opportunity to fight in front of that crowd, man. And and I think like you have that honeymoon power, like you got your honeymoon coming up, so you got that power, like you gotta get that money, right? You gotta get yeah, that. We're, we're, we're gonna start trying for kids too on our honeymoon, so Damn. I gotta baby you know i gotta i, I gotta yeah. start thinking about it as well so a lot, a lot going on you know a lot, a lot to fight yeah. for this fight are you gonna uh like chill out for the rest of the year after this fight since you do have your honeymoon or do you uh, feel like after the honeymoon i'm getting back into it like december let's let's try to get one in depends how the fight goes you know if it's a war maybe take the rest of the year off if i you know i get another finish you know, or nothing that much mm -hmm. damage happens i could probably squeeze one in december early december would be nice um you know, I, I'm here to fight. It's my job, so I just um, if I can get a if my body's nice and good, I'll, I'll just keep fighting. You know. All right. Yeah, man, you got to man. It's it's your job. You got to make money, or maybe you might go to Greece and never come back. It just <laughs> nice <over> there. <laughs> you're like I'm staying here. My family. I'm gonna raise them there. You know. I mean, the dream is for the UFC to go to to Greece someday. That'd be oh, awesome. Yeah. They were talking about, but this is not Greece. But they were talking about trying to put that Zuckerberg. Elon Musk fight oh, in the Coliseum. Yeah, but now Elon's trying to back out. I don't know what's going on with nah, that. I think it's just all talk, man. They're just trying to create headlines and you know yeah, how the world yeah, works yeah. nowadays, right? It's just you just say buzz, stuff. clout. Exactly, exactly. Anyways, man, there's no buzz. Well, there is buzz, but I'm saying like that clout's not gonna help you when you step into that octagon, man. September 16th, Las Vegas. Crystals, thank you so much for the time, man. No Always worries. good Thanks catching up. Hey, thanks for the call, man, and I'm excited for this one. So if you guys want to watch some fireworks, tune in. I'm the, I think I'm the first fight on the main card, so let's go.